This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. What the hell was that, Jack? What was that, man? Like, what it? I, I did, like, usually you don't have multiple gut punch losses in like a 10 game span we had that orioles loss the segura game and then game two both of the losses today sucked ass but game two like really 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 sucked like what a loss what a horrendous loss jack i've spent all i think about is the phillies pretty much <laughs> like know. like and i just i just love them so much and I just I'm I'm beginning to get to the point where I'm I'm wondering if they're they're ever gonna love me back. Um, like how can, how are we supposed to handle this? Like how am I supposed to sit here, do this podcast with you, and like just say everything's fine? Like just just talk it out. I don't even want to talk it out. Like what baseball team does that? What baseball team does that? Why? Why? Why does? Why do they always have to lose the worst way? Why can't it just be a freaking simple loss? Why does it have to be a seven nothing lead in the first inning? Which, by the way, it was like <laughs> like the luckiest seven runs ever. I don't know. Like, I, no, no homers. Like a yeah. bunch of singles. Dude, the first, the first error. four. The first four hits were 75 miles an hour off the bat. Exit velocity. I know, like, I know. Uh, Certainly not the Rowdy Tellez 117 mile per hour uh, homer he would hit later in the day. And it's 117. like 117. 117. And it's like, you know, Vinny actually settled down and I was yeah. like, all right, we're good. You know, this is perfectly fine. And and then and then you know honestly when they're up seven nothing I was like they're gonna lose that was the first thought I had it was like sweet we're up seven nothing this doesn't matter they're gonna lose they're gonna lose they're gonna lose because this is what they do this is what they do and it doesn't matter who they add it doesn't matter the good players they add the bad players they add who they bring up from the minor leagues they all can't handle it they all can't handle it they all can't handle it it's just why why. Why? How is this team supposed to compete with this bullpen? Like, how are you going to sit there at the opening press conference of Joe Girardi? And how are you going to sit there with a straight face and say, it's time to win now? You know, like, how do you do that? How do you how do you walk into the season and say, this is good. This is fine. Everything's good. This doesn't matter. We're good. You see this bullpen? It's fine. We're going to bring up a bunch of young kids. We're going to not pay the only decent relievers we might have that that might actually help this ball club. Like, like how do you how do you? How do you have a general manager job in this sport and you were what is he 5 years in at this point and you mm-hmm. still suck. You still suck. You can't find any freaking talent if it slaps you in the face. He can't find talent. He can't find talent. He literally can't find talent. And, like the Blue Jays suck and they come out and that bullpen is like 98. Everyone's throwing 98 and it's like what do we have? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No one can hate, like whatever. I just I just hate this team. I just uh today was today was a real a real 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 punch in the gut. Well, how about this? Who had a better bigger punch in the groin today? Us or Jose Alvarez talking about punches in the gut. The one reliever we can count on goes down. Jack, uh, we'll get to Alvarez and what a horrifying injury that was and scary a scary scene and all that unbelievably made the play one of the plays of the year considering that what happened well now i have one thought on that real quick oh goodness (laughs) i'm not i'm not denying the toughness i'm not denying oh god but i i'm sure you've been hitting that area before as have i it doesn't really set in until at least 10 seconds, five to 10 seconds after. That's so a fair take. It's a fair take. He was able to just kind of use the emotion and the adrenaline and get through it. So I, I heard that take a lot of like, how did he complete that play? 
as someone who has been hit in that area before, you have to remember, doesn't really set in until at least five seconds in. That's it. Okay. Fair point. Regardless, this bullpen sucks, Jack. They suck. I'm going to wake up my daughter. Zoe, I'm sorry. I'm going to get my dogs all riled up. I got them riled up when Jack and I started talking. Even before the pod started, I woke up my dogs by yelling. I just, I can't believe you would go into a season with a bullpen like this, Jack. I can't believe that you would rely on a, a bunch of guys who half of them are major league pitchers. Cole Irvin's back on this team somehow. We didn't see him, but none of these guys are major league pitchers. I mean, even Hector Neris, the guy we're supposed to count on, we can't even get a Hector right. Like it's infectious. And that's probably not a word I should use right now, but how much this bullpen sucks. It is spreading from guy to guy. They are all terrible. It is a disaster. I hate this team, Jack. I hate the feeling of watching them and knowing that no matter what the lead is, seven to nothing even, I know they're just going to blow it. It is it is an infuriating baseball team to watch, and it sucks because as you always talk about, you used to say this all year last year before we realized they weren't actually going to rake. A baseball team that rakes is supposed to be the funnest type of baseball team. That's what you want. You want a team that's just going to rake and put up runs and have fun doing it and batting is contagious and all that type of stuff. And instead, we can't even enjoy it because we know, we know that hammer is coming down every single time, Jack. It's infuriating. This team is infuriating. Yeah, and like I don't want to pile on what you just said, but we didn't see Cole Irvin. Well, if they tied the game up, guess who was coming into that ball game? It was Cole Irvin. I mean, it's Cole Irvin. I mean, and then you mentioned Hector Neris. Hey, you know what would help Hector? Uh, Scott Kingery, who I was told was going to be a Hall of Fame level defensive player at second base, if he could throw a freaking ball to first base, and if Didi. Like what? What? Like Didi? I, I I was starting to trust Didi with my life. You know, every ball to Didi, I was like, all right, that's an automatic out. And then he he pulls that today. I know. I literally, I just said on the the show the day before, I was like, this guy's automatic. He makes everything look easy. He's smooth. And then, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. I, I mean, just, it's just like, see, and and that's 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 when you have a just a dreadful baseball team is when one thing goes wrong they just fold and you know that's what that's what sucks about having a bullpen like this because you can't tell me if you are a member of the philadelphia phillies you cannot look me straight into the eyes and say this is a bullpen that is good enough to compete. And you know that every single one of them, when those guys come into a ball game, they're like, oh, bleep, we have to be perfect or else we're going to or we're probably going to blow this game. And when 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 they see stuff start spiraling out of the control, everyone takes it up to another level. And then they just they just they just fold like the, the bullpen has literally infected the entire team because when uh, like Honestly, when you're on a baseball team and you know your team has a hole, it's all you think about. It's literally all you think about. You just think about, okay, this is nice, but what happens when, when the bullpen comes in? And then when those guys get in, I have to be perfect or else we might blow this game. And like, it, to, 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 to sit down every night and, and think that Matt Klentak, one, has a job, and two, like... This is a make or break year for Matt Klenzak. He, he he's I would hope it's a make or break year. Either way. I, yeah. He's, I I pray it's a make or break year, but I'm hoping that the the just how bad the bullpen is, the levels of bad that it is are enough to sway or tip the scales as it were, but man, I don't know. Well, don't listen. Know, Jack. Listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jeff Lurie fired Chip Kelly in a, in, in a similar kind of situation. Now, I think he would have pulled the plug last year if he was the owner of this team. Like I think he would have seen that it was trending in the wrong direction, but he gave him one more year, and he pulled the plug on a, on a guy that had, was coming off two 10-win football teams. And Matt Klentak is not even 
come close to achieving that with this baseball team. He all he's done is spend two hundred million dollars a year of of John Middleton's money. Like that's that's literally that's what he has done as general manager. Well, I mean, think about it. Think about, again. We talked about this last time, but there are so many teams that operate at a quarter or or you know a third the budget the Phillies do. Like the Indians, the Rays, these teams that year after year are able to construct not just bullpens, but you know, playoff caliber rosters. It, the, it, the Matt Klentak is such a failure of a general manager that not only does he have this gigantic payroll that compared to most general managers that, that are able to construct these type of teams do not Billy, whether it's Billy Bean or Antonetti or, you know, any of these guys, like they all do there. That's what having a smart GM does for you. Like imagine what they could do with that type of money. Imagine if you brought in someone who knew what he was doing, could do with $200 million payroll. Like, and, and the saddest part is they don't even have guys in the minors coming. Like now that Bowman and Howard are up, like it's ugly, man. Like it's bad. Mick Abel better be good. You know, Casey Martin better be good. They are barren comparatively to a lot of teams. And this has all been under the reign of Matt Klintak. Not only did the team lose 90 whatever games it was, they were a close to a hundred lost team. Essentially, not only did that happen where they, they never got better on either thing. Like they never got better enough on the field, the product we're seeing, and they didn't build through the minors to get better. Eventually. Like it's a disaster. Well, Basically, that is that. Honestly, I was, I was thinking about bringing this up a little bit earlier, and there uh, before we started recording this. But you know, they do this whole rebuild, and and what do we have to show for it? It's like they just, it's like they just waited around until they could just pay Bryce Harper whatever it took and trade Sixto for JT Realmuto. And by the way, Sixto's coming up, so you better. And he was apparently touching a hundred, sitting a hundred. I don't know in his in his uh, in the sitting alternate set. Just sounds so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's doing that in the alternate site, and meanwhile, we're we're bleeping around to to figure out if we're going to sign JT Realmuto or not. Like, you know, most teams come out of a, a rebuild with a freaking talent galore, and, and it, it's something to get excited for. This team comes out with just nothing, and then and then just buys their team in in, in the off season and trades their prospects away. They're just so they're just so poorly constructed. But like the thing with baseball is that it doesn't really matter. Like you can find talent over the draft. You can find international international um, talent. You don't have to pick at the top of the draft to find studs. You have to have a general manager that knows what he's doing. And like these teams, you just said it. But like these teams with low payrolls that get the most out of these guys that, that believe in player development and and and, and just maximize what they're given. Like, do you like imagine them watching what Matt Klentak has done here? They're probably just cackling. I can't tell if they'd be cackling or jealous. Like, I I would be like, are you kidding me? Imagine what I could do with two hundred million dollars. Like, he is so in over his head, and and it's it, he just doesn't know what he he doesn't know what to look for. Like the the Blue Jays. Who who aren't very good? I mean, they have talent. I mean, Vladdy's been pretty much a disappointment. Kevin Biggio is pretty good. I like the Oscar Hernandez. Bichette's a stud. Um, but like, look at that bullpen. Like, that's what that's what you're looking for in 2020. Like, what the hell are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Look at the Blue Jays. That's 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 what a bullpen's supposed to look like. And, and meanwhile, you know. Blake Parker's developing into one of our most trustworthy bullpen guys. Yeah, you know, Hector Neres, I, I believed in him. Jose Alvarez, we'll see if we'll see if he makes it back. Oh um, God! I mean, you know that poor man. Yeah, you know he lays his he lays his life on the line today, and and it gets swept in a doubleheader, and they're seven nothing in the second game. It's like, how do you? What ba- What good baseball team that is supposed to compete for the playoffs? That's supposed to make a run? That's supposed to. I don't know. Be be a threat. Loses seven, blows a seven nothing lead to the Blue Jays. How do you not have enough in that bullpen to to navigate that? How do you how do you let that happen? I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get how you can be this bad at your job. It's you shouldn't be this bad at your job. You're a major league baseball general manager. Like you have two hundred million dollar payrolls. I it's it's. 
It's mine. It's mine. It's mind blowing. It's truly well, mind blowing. Look, you said it last time. I think it's a great point. Look at where Matt Clentak came from. Look at who he's trained under. All that type of stuff. Like instead of you know doing what the Red Sox just did and getting the number two guy in Tampa who's super smart and super well respected and everyone loves him, they go and get a guy from the Angels. Like what do you expect? What do you expect? Like. I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think over in over his head, clueless. I mean, these are really the 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 words and phrases that come to mind for Matt Clentak. Like the the Phillies will never succeed with Matt Clentak as general manager. Ever. Never. Like, and they won't start to be on the path to being successful until he's gone. Like, it's that dire a situation. He is among the worst general managers in baseball. Like he's bad. He's the one that other general managers make fun of. Like if Billy Bean and Chris Antonetti are in a room, they're joking about what McClintock did. Like that's what it is. Like you said, Jack. So I look until he's gone, they're not going to be good and they're not going to be organizationally sound. They're not going to be a good baseball organization. This won't be. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more, you know, and I just, Honestly, I, 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 started, I started thinking about this week. I, I can't wait to do the GM search podcast. Like It's all I've thought about. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to do the GM search podcast because we were we did not hold this organization accountable the first time, James. And I promised every single person in the High Hopes and in, in our in the family of the High Hopes podcast, we will not let you down. Like I will spend every waking hour, every breath finding the perfect GM for this baseball team so we don't have to sit through what we sat through today. You know, and the thing that sucks the most is because I honestly felt like they turned a corner. You know, I thought they were going to start hitting the cover with the ball. They duped us, Jack. Oh, every time, every time. And I try not to, I try not to do it. I try not to do it. Every time, like, this is a mistake. This is a mistake. They're going to hurt you. They're going to hurt you. They always hurt you. And they did. They did again. They did again. After the Red Sox series, I was like, they're going to just hit. They're going to get at least six runs a game. And everything's going to be fine. You know, the bullpens, they're starting to figure it out a little bit down there. And the starting the starting staff is just good enough. Like, they're just good enough. Um, and, and then today happens. And everything, I'm just contemplating what I'm, what I, what I, what am I even doing here? <laughs> I, dude, I, I, it makes you question the meaning of it all. Oh, that's just um, whatever, whatever. Look, again, I, I think what it comes back to and, and kind of what I, I still felt last week, but I, I was, Maybe not quite as duped as you, but I was definitely feeling positive. I was feeling excited because it felt like this offense was good enough that it could kind of carry this team. And it just comes back to the fact that this bullpen is so bad. Like it is so far below a major league quality bullpen that you literally can't compete with it. You know, that it is, it is that bad. You know, it's like having a, it's like having a horrendous offensive line in football. You could do everything else great. You can have a great quarterback. You can have great receivers, whatever. But like, if your quarterback doesn't have time, if the offensive line's a true disaster, you're just not going to win. You know. So that's what this bullpen is. It's a crappy offensive line. Dude, Daly Scarra was was the guy to bring into a tie ball game. It always is. I, that's and again, I can't I can't figure out if it's just because because nobody gets outs. Nobody gets outs. So like. I don't know whether to blame Girardi, but it or not. And I, I lean towards not, but I feel like Dale Luis Guerra or Day Dayolis, Dayolis Guerra. Such a tough one to say. Dayolis Guerra is always coming into games and it matters. It's like every single appearance he's had this year has been in a game that was two runs or less, I feel like. Hey, new rule. New rule, not buying into this ball club until Daily Scare is not taking down my high leverage innings. <laughs> is that is that a fair rule to to implement on the high ups podcast? I think it's a brilliant rule. What I, the, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like again, I know we talk about how Matt Lentek probably doesn't watch baseball, but do you think he watch uh, probably? Yeah. Do you, come on. Do you think he sits there and watches these games and says like nailed it, did it again? Like what do you I think he looks at the box score and is like, oh, Right. Dude, honestly, I listen, we rip Middleton a lot and and most mostly it's justifiable. But I still believe the dude wants to win and I think if he had the right guy in place, he would just leave it alone. I don't think that he believes he has the right guy in place. But then why is he I here? understand no, but, but I know, I know, but that's my point. I'm saying that it 
there's I just fundamentally do not believe that John Middleton watches this every night and doesn't feel the way we feel. I just don't believe it. I I I that that's why I'm confident he's going to fire Glenn Zach at the end of the year and McPhail. Like because he he cannot I don't believe a guy who says as he's he's as competitive as he is can sit idly by and just be fine with this. Like no true Philadelphian. Now this is this is where we're breaking out the Philly guard. <laughs> no true Philadelphian watches this and doesn't just want to stab their eye with a spoon. Like there's just there's no way. There's no way. I know you went to Haverford school, so I know if, I don't know if that counts as a Philly guy. I did not go to Haverford school. Not, the George school. Did not you, but Middleton went to the Haverford school. Ah, uh, like <laughs> I was like I didn't go to Haverford. So I don't know if that counts as being a Philly guy. But if you if you you know the, no true Philly guy can sit there watch this bullpen, watch how this watch how just. It just mind numbing it is on a day in, day out basis and 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 not want to punch a hole in the wall and demand change. I, it, he better be angry. And I I think an angry Middleton will do the right thing. Now, what scares me, and I don't want to put this into your head or everyone else that's listened to this oh, podcast. Great. Great. That's a great I way know, to start. I know. And I'm very sorry. I apologize straight from the jump. But doesn't it feel like this is all setting up for a Dave Dombrowski like overcorrection? Doesn't it? Doesn't oh, doesn't it? I mean, I can't. I can't think of anything worse. Oh, I would. I, I, mean, I think I'd rather have Glentak for a year, honestly, than than Dombrowski. I, 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 Dombrowski is a worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. That, yeah, but it's but it's like it's like the same thing with Girardi and Brian Price. Well, that's because again, it goes back to I think you're giving Middleton too much credit. I think. Look, do I think Middleton wants to win? Yes. Do I think he's smart at how he's running this organization? No. And do I think he's smart at, do I have faith in him to hire the right guy? Like, yes, look, you got the Girardi thing right. But to hire the right general manager, to hire someone who is going to be allowed to take the role and just do what he sees fit with it and not have Middleton involved and whatever. Like, I don't know that I believe that. Like, I don't know that I'm there. I am for me, the jury is very much still out on John Middleton and whether he's a good owner. Like you mentioned Laurie earlier. I mean, like Jeff Laurie is, is 10 times the owner John Middleton is. They're not even the same hemisphere as far as I'm concerned. Like Middleton to me has as much to prove as anyone. Now, Clintag is, again, it is a different situation that Clintag is wholly unqualified to be doing the job that he is doing. He is, he is like the Phillies bullpen pitcher of general managers to, you know, make an analogy. It's fair. It's fair. Thank you. I felt pretty good about it when I thought of it there. Nice. So that's a separate situation, but I, I still Middleton. I mean, so the point being that I'm done with Matt Clentak, we all are, but Middleton, like he's got to prove it to me. I'm not saying I'm out on John Middleton because I do agree with you. I think he wants to win, and I think that's an important trait in an owner, but I've seen a guy who's way too involved. I've seen a guy who was unwilling to make, the right decision last year. And I'm in fear won't make the right decision this year because he gave him a new contract and all that type of stuff. And there's always excuses and injuries and look at all the injuries and all this stuff and whatever, like Middleton needs to prove it to me. And like you just said, like the first thing he absolutely has to do is fire Matt Clentac and hire someone smart. And until he does that, like I'm out on John Middleton until he proves to me, I should be in. Yeah. And it, it's fair. It's it's not a great place where you know I think you're at because um, I you know it's just nice believing that your owner's going to do whatever it takes to win and do it the correct way. But I, I just want to know is it is it this set of quotes that is giving you pause? <laughs> oh God, I'm so terrified for this right now. I'm so terrified. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, this is. Philly's minor, uh, Phil, no, Philly's majority owner now, right? Uh, John Middleton. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, days after signing Bryce Harper. I mean, seriously, Branch Rickey never had this kind of offseason. <laughs> Pat Gillick never had this kind of offseason. I'm not telling you Klentak had the greatest single offseason in the history of baseball, but you know what? If you make that statement, people might quibble with it. But they can't re- really argue with it too hard. <laughs> oh my god! Because nobody's ever done what this kid did. <laughs> oh my god! I've always thought this was an exceptional young man. 
He has great instincts. Watching him create this strategy to fill all these holes and have to do it sequentially and still leave that last big piece in the signing of Manny or Bryce, honestly, it was brilliant. I've always known Matt had the confidence that he could step up to the plate and deliver when the time came, but the difference is today he delivered and he knows that he can perform. This guy really, <laughs> this guy really, he is a full-fledged elite GM in this oh, game. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh, drink some bleach. I mean, what are we? What am I supposed to say to that? I mean, I don't know. That, that makes you feel like my owner's a moron. Yeah. that's what it makes you feel like. Great, yeah. awesome. Yeah. my owner's dumb. Well, terrific. Well, at least he extended him immediately after he shelled oh. out the three hundred thirty million dollars for Bryce Harper. Uh, it's 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 yeah. truly unbelievable. Like it. Yep. Yep. That's 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 the guy. Everything's fine. Ah, <laughs> oh, everything's fine. Hey, you know, at least at least we're starting to realize why this team has eleven thousand losses. I mean, are they? Uh, why did this? It this? I know we say this every year because losing a baseball game always hurts. But like, it feels like they lose way more painfully than anyone else. Like, who does that today? Like, what again? What team who is trying to complete compete for a playoff? spot and, and and say that they want to compete and win who does that who does that who has these just like true disastrous gut punch losses like on the regular i mean i was thinking about it before like just think about how many we've had over the last three years like this group of phillies guys oh I dude mean, like, i mean remember the, the remember the nationals game and, and the max scherzer one of yeah. course i remember wilmer devo with the walk-off how about the dodgers one where neris gave up the what was it back to back to back homers do you remember that yeah, one that I was mean, in like, the night that the flyers got nolan patrick and the yes draft lottery. like dude there have been so many of those games. The, the victor the victor robles game last year i mean like it's just like look we don't watch we watch a lot of baseball, but like we don't watch every game of other teams the way we do the Phillies. Like whether there are teams like I watch a lot of, like I don't have that day to day type of experience with them, but I watch a lot of baseball and I very rarely see many losses, certainly not with the same teams over and over again that are as gut punchy as these Phillies ones are. And granted, I'm a Phillies fan, so I feel them more. But man, it really feels like they have a lot of how the f did you lose that game type of game. Yeah, and even and, and even even under Girardi, and I I know it's not all Girardi's fault, but I just thought it would be different. I, I just thought I thought it would be different. I I I am shocked a Joe Girardi led baseball team, and I know it's not his bullpen. I I get it. I am shocked that happened to a Joe Girardi team, especially with how well Velasquez was throwing. That can't happen. That can't happen. I And I know he got screwed because he had to use Alvarez in, in the game before, and he took one off the Nads, and that's why he had to bring Tommy Hunter in, and he <laughs> blew the game. Nice use of Nads, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I know. Whatever. I just whatever. <laughs> this this whole this whole like honestly, sure. I'm sure Jose Alvarez hurt for like 20 minutes. Imagine, imagine 20 minutes. He might have had a ruptured <laughs> no. freaking testicle. I know. I know. On, I know. Jack. But imagine, imagine that. But then, like that, that, his testicle might have exploded into a million pieces. Like that's what it looked yeah. like. I mean, it was only 105 off the bat. Um, oh my god can you imagine <laughs> oh my god it hurt i'm hurting right now i'm actually physically feeling pain. well at least you have zoe i mean i don't know if you're Thank god yeah. it's a good point jose might not be able to do it anymore <laughs> that's not good but as bad as that is and looks imagine that for, for six straight hours today <laughs> i love that i love that you are comparing the experience as a phillies fan to what jose alvarez went through jack that is like masterful stuff right there. There's nothing worse. Truly. There's just nothing Truly. worse. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that I had to bring it in, Jose. Um, I hope you're feeling better. Honestly, like... <laughs> we need you desperately. Yeah, like, people... oh my God. Hey, Jose. Talk about a massively important injury to a Philadelphia Phillies team. Like, who the hell's going to get out? Hey, Jose. Blake Parker, every inning. Let's go. Jose, uh, can you get out there tomorrow night? I mean, we got the... <laughs> it's the Braves series. Can you, can you toughen it up for one time for us or no? Oh, dude imagine all right so inside inside the podcast for a second 
Oh, I love that. So I texted James uh, uh, Wednesday, yesterday, and I said, listen, if they yeah. if they beat the Red Sox today, we got to yeah, do a podcast yeah. tonight and capitalize on the momentum. You know, this team's going on a run. We're very excited. They're going to score at least seven runs a game. And, and you know, it feels like the highest people are, are with us, behind us, all ready to, to jump aboard this Phillies bandwagon, and we're going to go on a run. Well, then they, you know, they 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 sleepwalk through a, a day game against the Red Sox, and and we're like, all right, whatever. Damn, spirits are down. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the Jose Alvarez of doubleheaders happens today. And, just our luck. We should have recorded yesterday. Oh, we should. We should. We should just. We should just record whenever they win because. <laughs> Because that's one of the only time I feel happy. That's the thing too. Like, and I love to like go through the games with you and talk to you. Like, what do you think, Arietta? What do you think, Evelyn? I don't care. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't care right now. Like, I just don't. I don't. I know. I I can't even. I can't even muster up the energy to say I can't wait to never watch Jake Arietta pitch (laughs) on this baseball team ever again. Cosign, man. Cosign. What a disappointment that I just hate. I just can't. He teased too. He teased us too. Like. Like not that we bought in fully no. or anything like that, but like that that second start, he looked nasty. Like he looked good in that start. He 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 legitimately looked good, and and well, he's back. You know, <laughs> Here, here's what I, here's what the Phillies have taught us: never never believe in anything. I mean, never love anything, no. never care about anything, never go invest. You know, I, I feel bad for Bryce. You know, he came here with so much hope, and I wonder if he's starting to realize that there's just you know, <laughs> I legit, I legit do feel bad for Bryce. Who do you, I mean, this is who do you feel worse for, Embiid or Bryce? Bryce, really? I feel because yeah, because uh, Bryce came here. Yeah, that's true. Like, and Bryce got sold a bill of goods to come here, and now he is slowly finding out that he was conned by a con man, and like that sucks. Like, I feel like so she because like Bryce. Bryce is more of a baseball freak than Embiid is a basketball freak. Like Bryce's whole life is baseball. That's all he wants to do. That's all he cares about. Like Embiid likes other stuff. You know, Embiid definitely is competitive and wants to win, but you can't tell me that Embiid's whole life is basketball. I truly believe Bryce Harper's whole life is baseball. So I feel worse for Bryce. I really do. I mean, especially like what a season this guy's having. Like I've gotten to the point, like this is, you know, pre today's disaster where like one of the things I want to talk to you about in this podcast was just how like it's at the point where like we have an appointment television guy again. Like every time Bryce Harper's up, I have to be there. Like if I'm listening to Scott in LA or Scott and Franzen or whatever, like when, which I'll do like when I'm putting Zoe down or if I have to walk the dogs where I always put them in during the game. And like, I will like base those times around when Harper's coming up to make sure that I'm in front of the television to watch this guy hit. Like it is, it's, it's thrilling to have this guy on our team and to have him doing what he's doing. And it's just like, sorry, Bryce sucks for you. You're doing it all for naught. Cause you can't have a freaking bullpen who can get anybody out ever. So all good. Just keep plugging away. Have an MVP season for a last place team. Sweet. Great job. Like, it's like, this sucks. Yeah, but I still like. Well, I, I I I love watching I think, him. It's amazing. I think I, I I think I've gotten to the point where I tune in every night to to watch Bryce. I, I do the same thing you do. You know, I I stop what I'm doing and I make sure I I know what Bryce is about to do, which is great to have. It's like it's like what uh Howard was like back in 06, 07, 08. Like totally. Like for, for, it's a perfect for as much as we're Utley guys and whatnot. Like, dude, if if you know Howard's about to bat third, you're like, okay, I'm. I'm going to hang around and see what, see how far he might hit a baseball. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we're at with Bryce. Um, but yeah, you know, j- just to tune in and um, I want to watch him. I want to watch Bohm. I want to watch Howard and I want to watch Nola and I want to watch Wheeler. And that's, that, that's the- and McCutcheon's fun again. Yeah, well, it's good to have Kutch back. Um, it's I needed that. Yeah, I needed it. And, I needed it. Love that. And, and and barrels. Can we can we just have barrels in life every day? What I mean, great. You know? Yeah. So, uh, I, dude, you know what sucks is that I had like actually interesting stuff written down that I wanted to yeah. bring up. I know. And I, just, I know. I'm just sad. Um, I don't. I don't think anyone wants to hear it. Like no one cares right now. Like. It's an emotion. Today was about emotion. It's not about, you know, and again, cause like we're still seeing, like you talked about with the Joe Girardi thing before, we're still seeing these, 
fundamental miscues and mistakes. And look, I'm not going to bang Didi for making his first error in a season no, where he's been yeah. just delightful to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he really is. He makes hard plays look easy. Like he's fun to watch, but it just seems like there's a lot of that. Like there's a lot of mental miscues. I mean, Roman Quinn is a disaster in center field. Who knew? Was he supposed to be a good fielder? He's like the fastest guy on the planet. He never gets to anything. He's a disaster. Like he is a, a true bad center fielder. Like the moment Hazley can play, he has to be playing every day. Like I just, I mean, Roman Quinn, did you have any faith, any hope at all when after that rally with bomb, bomb standing on third base, of course, bomb, you know, two outs in the ninth ripping. Dude, that I, thought double, right? I thought it was what gone. I thought it was a beast. I was too. I was, I got up on my seat, but like, what a good hitter. But like, did you have any faith in the world at all that Roman Quinn? Could, Cause I'll tell you where I was at. I said to Emily, I said, maybe he'll ground out, but beat it out. And that's maybe we could score way we score a run. Like that was my hope was that he would hit like a soft grounder that he could maybe beat out. Like I, I had zero hope he would get it. Zero. Yeah. Roman, Roman is kind of like the, uh, he's kind of like Revere in center field where Revere had no idea how to play the position, but he's so fast that he caught off the balls and everyone's like, well, might be good at this, and like, like how do you how do you let that ball go under your glove in the seventh of the in, unbelievable in the game of four? A disastrous yeah. play, and it's his third disastrous play like that this season, like three. Yeah, he's the Austin Hayes one is an all timer. I mean, that was just yeah, unbelievable. He's a really he's just he's just not a good baseball player. He's really fast. He he can change games, but just just make him make him an eighth ninth inning guy off the bench. That can, yes, that can feel it back. he's he's your guy who should be on second base and extra innings, like you know that kind of <laughs> like. <oop>. I <laughs> know, I know. It's it's a, it's a very it's a very very tough podcast. I just I just yeah, good times. How did that happen today? How did that? How did that happen? And you, and you know what sucks the most is like, dude, we're legitimately eleven days from the trade deadline. That's unbelievable. I mean, we're eleven days from the trade deadline. Are, are we like? What should I don't? I don't even know what they should do. Sell, 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 sell. Yeah, but what, what are you selling? I mean, no, there's nothing. There, I don't think there. I honestly think this is going to be the quietest trade deadline ever, just because it's a weird year and. You know, there's so many teams who are in it. There aren't going to be that many sellers. If you can add a reliever, great, I guess. Like, just because because of the ten thousand playoff teams, you actually have a shot. I guess. You know what, you know what I can't. It, you know what I can't wait for is the bullpen. They're not going to win anything with this bullpen. It sucks. It's right, but you know what I can't wait for. I can't wait for to to come up with all these names of guys with really good spin rates, and they might have stuff and. And there might be underrated talent and, and just to give him a shot and try to steal him from a team and whatnot. And like, I just, I just know Clint Dak's going to trade for like Trevor Rosenthal or Greg Holland, you know, these guys who are having, having pretty good years, but are like 90 years old. I just, like, I just know he's going to trade for one of those guys. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. He's going to trade for Greg Holland or Trevor Rosenthal. They're going to come here and they're going to suck. And they're going to, they're, they're going to suck. The lock, the lock of all time to suck. They're going <laughs> to suck, dude. <laughs> like, and again, honestly, is it even worth it? Like, look, make the team better, please. And look, we know they're not going to do anything drastic because we know they're definitely not going over the luxury tax because, you know, we know. But like, is it even worth bringing in a, a, you know, I guess you could try and steal someone for next year. You still have these same issues that, you know, you get a Michael Givens in here and, and keep him for a year or whatever. But I don't know, man. I just, yeah. I mean, I can't, I'm, I'm very down on this team's ability to do anything because this bullpen is not fixable in season. And I, you know, it's, 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 too bad like it's just too bad yeah i kind of i kind of had this idea earlier um you know there's there are some interesting relievers out there from from bad teams that are controllable for the next couple of years and i kind of just I, I think they should be aggressive and, and go get one of those guys because like the bullpen's not going to be magically fixed next year like you they should bring up damon jones they should bring up Addison russ um seabold you know guys that they might possibly believe in and give them a chance but like this team's not going to be magically better in the bullpen next year you're going to have to get guys in here you might as well go overpay and try to get in get in like a nasty reliever that is under team control for the next couple of years like a 27 year old guy that just started figuring it out but has good spin rates and spin efficiency and all that good stuff and get him in here and 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 at least give you a chance next year. They have to think about both this year and next year because 
I mean, this is pretty much their team. You know, Didi might not be here, even though I, I don't know. I, I would. I, I don't know if he'll sign a two-year deal, but I would sign Didi to a two-year deal. I would love to have Didi here. He is proven more than enough to yeah. me for me and dude how about pitches. how about that 14 pitch at bat yesterday it was unbelievable and he's been great like in the ninth inning in game two like with two outs like i was like he's gonna get on base i was like i don't know how but i, I feel like dd's gonna do something here and then obviously the bone the bone double like you know it just i i feel confident with dd in a big spot like and i feel confident with dd period but historically he's done great things in big spots i just he feels like he's a player, man. Like Didi feels like a player. And again, defensively, I know the error today, but he is so fluid. And so it makes it again, he makes plays that should look really hard, really easy. Um, I've been, I love that guy. I love having him here. I'm all in on Didi. Yeah. Um, but this is pretty much your team next year. Uh, you know, Arietta won't be here. I don't think Robertson will be here. Uh, now Robertson might be their big, big bullpen addition. Um, but I think I saw the other day Yay. he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't really hit 90 yet, which isn't great, but Dude, I, you know how I feel. I know. But at the same time, at the same time, he's never been a velocity guy. He's been a perceived velocity. Sure. Guy. Yeah. He's like a 93. Yeah. Type of guy. Um, yeah. but this is your team, you know, and and right. give them a chance. Go get a go get a legit bullpen weapon. Go get a weapon. Don't 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 do this whole bottom of the scrap heap. Daly's Gara, Blake Parker, who has been all right, but uh, whatever. I hate them all, just, man. Just, Blake Parker's been fine. Yeah, just give him a chance. Oh, also, I mean, Girardi cost him game one. I I like Joe Girardi, but. You know what? What are we? What are we going matchup bullpens in the fourth inning against a really good bullpen versus a really bad bullpen? And, and, yeah, it was crazy. And, and plus, you gotta you gotta figure out if Spencer Howard can get out of those those spots. He's at sixty seven pitches. Let the kid pitch a little bit. Like you have to give him a chance there. It, again, if you if it was flipped and you're the Blue Jays and you have that pen behind Spencer Howard, sure. Then I understand making the switch to the pen there. But like. What are you bringing in that's so special for Spencer Howard? Like, let the kid pitch. You know, I, I'm I'm very with you, Jack. That annoyed me, especially because you know, early on, especially the Howard stuff had some giddy up to it, and he looked like he was you know, kind of grooving a little bit. You know, obviously I, he needs to cut down on the base runners, no question. But um, I'm with you. I thought Girardi really overthought that, and. <sighs> you're in a, you're in a doubleheader. What, what are you you're, what are you it, rushing man. to get into the bullpen for? Now, uh, yeah, it's a great. Point. Now, speaking of Spencer Howard, I, I I have to bring some positivity. I mean, our dude's figuring it out a little bit. I mean, that was, that was, that's what we were. Con- that's close to what I was expecting from Spencer Howard. You know, the swing and miss stuff the first couple starts is kind of concerning. I mean, he he generated a, a, I think six swings and misses on his fastball, which we didn't see at all in the first couple starts, um, and. He kept the ball down. You know, he was trying to live up in, the, in his first couple starts, and we saw that did not go well at all. Um, but he kept the ball down, and, I, you know, that's that's a start that we can build off of. That's something to get excited for. Um, that's something that you can kind of see where we're trending here with Spencer Howard. But unfortunately, off or not, and Vinny looked good. Vinny actually looked good. Like, Vinny... Yeah, he had that rough first inning. I mean, look... To come out and walk the first guy yeah. when you're up seven. I mean, that's unex- it's legitimately unacceptable. But I'm with you. Look, I thought, again, Girardi, he probably shouldn't have brought him back out in the sixth. I think that ended up being a mistake and obviously ended up, you know, costing them another run there. But um, I thought Vinny, I was more impressed than not with Vinny today, considering how it started and how it played out. Yeah. Well, and uh, well, it, he finally just. He finally just started to, to trust Nap and Yeah, he just kept moving towards it. Like it was like he finally was like just pitching and moving and he would just look for the sign, go. take the sign and, and go. Yeah. Like it was, that's he's so much better when he I does know. that. Just stop thinking, man. Just stop thinking and pitch. Just throw. Just whatever the catcher puts down, just go with it and and just execute the pitch. It's not doesn't have to be rocket science. Stop thinking so much. Everything would be better if he just stopped thinking. Um and really the they're gonna need a six man rotation because they have they yeah, have a, play a bunch of double So he's gonna he's gonna start again if they can get whatever. I don't wanna say if they can get whatever. You know what if we can get something out of Vince Velasquez, we'll take it. I'm not telling you to buy in, but 
like again, this is what's so annoying. Watching Vince Velasquez is like watching the Sixers offense the first five quarter five, five minutes of the first quarter where it's like, oh, they figured it out. And then they'll just go back to being horrible. This is where we're at with Vince Velasquez. Like today's today's start was like the Sixers offense in the first 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 five minutes of a basketball game. Where it's like, oh, we figured it out. But then the rest of the game happens and it all goes to crap. So um, but you know, signs of encouragement. I mean, Jake Arietta would they have would they have the stones to pull Arietta from the rotation if Vince keeps it up? Um, yeah, I think so. He's in the last year of his deal. So I think it, it would have to be a stark difference. Like it would like right now it's not a big enough difference, but if like Vinny starts to kind of figure it out and gives you like five or six with the run or two for a while and, and Ariad is this guy, then yeah, I think Girardi would do that. And it also depends how competitive they are and all that, but I think he might. Um, one more thing I want to get to before we just get to the mail take back, because like, again, like I don't think anyone cares no. about specific nerdy stuff that we get into, no. but really quickly, I do want the, I want your thoughts on Kingery just cause like I, it is, he is a black hole right now. He is useless as a baseball player, but at the same time, it is a, he is supposed to be part of the team's future. He's under contract for a while. Like, like you can't just give up no, on him. No. You can't, you need to develop him. What would you do if you're Girardi to try and get Kingery through this, but also win games that matter? I'm sending him to the alternate site and letting him figure it out there. Wow. Wow. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why he's here. I literally don't know why he's here. He's clearly not. He's not ready to be here. And it's not that I'm giving up on the talent or I I am giving up on Scott Kingery. It's just go go down and, and let him get right for a little bit. Let him just take a deep breath. Let him get his full strength back up going out there and, and facing major league pitching right now is not a recipe for success for him. And he's, and now it's affecting his defense, which I actually thought was pretty good. You know, Segura's back. Segura can play center or Segura can play second base. Hazley seems like he's on his way back. Um, and obviously Quinney can play center field. So you don't really need Scott Kingery. I mean, you know, if you want to get DD a day off, he could play short, um, if you want to play in at third, you could put Bohm at first for a day. Um, uh, if you want to get Hoskins, like a, a, you know, a day off. But if, if I was them, I would, I would send them to, I'd send them to the alternate camp and just try to get them right. And, and cause it's just, this is only going to tank his confidence more. Um, so, and I, listen, he's obviously not going anywhere unless they want to put him in a trade of the trade deadline and, and maximize the value if they think they need to do that. I, I'm not, I don't think Scott Kingery's bad. Like, I, I just don't think that he's this bad. I think there's a good player in there. I think he's gotten way too launchy, and I would like to see him get back to being a baseball player and, and, you know, thinking line drive and just dropping the bad head and letting your natural talent take over. Uh, and I'm not, I, I'm not giving up on Scott Curry and I don't think the Phillies want to give up on Scott Curry and I don't think they should, but I, I think setting him down to triple a and just, and just letting him get right is good. And it's not, it's not a demotion. This happens sometimes. And then if he gets right down there, let him come back up and try to build off that. But to keep throwing him out there against major league pitching is just, it's just not helping at all. Yeah. No, that, uh, like I was going to say, play him like one day a week. I actually think that your plan makes sense either way. I think we both agree. He can't be playing on a consistent basis. I mean, especially at the expense of guys like Goslin who are just, who are hitting right now. Um, all right, Jack, what do you got in the mail? Take back. If anything, uh, it's so it's so unfortunate because I had a lot. Yeah. Um, I really I, I I gen generally like Bryce's two strike approach. I like that he spreads out, and I like that he's not he, he doesn't care about um or he is caring about his strikeout numbers this year. I think it's nice, it's refreshing, and I think that his two strike approach is only going to lead to uh, being a tougher out. And but the one thing I don't like at all is I don't I don't like the bunning. I'm just I'm just out on the bunning. Especially like today with two outs and no one on like what are you well, doing? Well no, man? no, there like, was there's a runner on first base. And and a runner on first. That's right, man. Excuse me. Like it's just like what are you doing, man? Like he it's he's getting too bun happy. Like I get it if every once in a long while you want to put a bunt down cuz they are shifting so aggressively on you and you want to keep them honest. Fine. 
but they're not going to stop shifting against him at an excessive rate because he's putting these puns down. They're just not. Yeah, and it's totally killing his exit velocity numbers on Baseball Savant. When I check the leaderboard every day, they, <laughs> they keep going down because of his stupid bunny. The important stuff, right? Yes, yes. Um, I had written down here Brogdon in relief, and then today happened. Uh, Whoops. Because I still I still think he's going to be a dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I think I think he's going to be fine. Um uh I think Girardi cost him game one. Hey, Vinny was actually up to ninety seven today. That's nice to see from, wow. from Vinny Vila. Yeah. Take uh, it. Howard was also up to ninety six ninety seven. So it seems like their their uh Velo is starting to come back, which is good to see. Um and yeah, I'm jealous of the Blue Jays bullpen. You know, they they yeah, they too. brought in a bunch of dudes that throw like hard. Jason Rom- guys like Jason Romano yeah. and Brandon Merriweather and these like they're just just good. dudes or not Brandon Merriweather, whatever they're, his they're name just is. They're coming out of no Merriweather. Coming out of nowhere and throwing 98. It's like what are we? You know, I don't know. Like look, what, the Red Sox, the Red Sox team. Honestly, their their pitching staff was I felt Matt Klentak's like dream pitching. Philly's ass. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, Hyam's clearly just tanking to lose, and then and then yes! get the. He's absolutely tanking. No, but he's, but it, it, very he's tanking, but then he's gonna get fired, and then come down here to Philly. So, oh, look at you! He's playing yes, 3D chess. It's the long game. It's the <laughs> long game. Which means we have four more years of Klentak. <sighs> I would. There would be no more high hopes. Yeah. yeah. We would change. The honestly, name. Be... honestly, that should be. Our, I think that should be our threat. If if Matt Klentak is the GM of this team next year, high hopes is done. It's a big threat, Jack. Yeah. Would you like that, John? <laughs> John, are you listening? Yeah. All right. Well, we still have high hopes now. We'll be back next week. After do we? The, uh, do we have high hopes? The Braves. Well, we have a podcast called High Hopes. We do definitely don't actually have real. Uh, dude, you no. know what I can't wait for? I can't wait for them to get wow. blitzed by the Braves tomorrow after playing it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Max Fried, yeah. Max Fried's gonna no hit him. It'll be terrific. Yeah, especially after today's debacle. They're probably they'll score no runs for Nola. Nola's gonna go like seven innings, one run, ten strikeouts, and the Phillies won't score. They'll lose one nothing. Yeah, there's or no, they'll lose. They'll lose like eight nothing because the bullpen will give up seven runs in the eighth and ninth. Yeah, there's there's just there's just no way. There's no way they win tomorrow night. Be great. Uh, can't wait for a nice disheartening Braves. Oh, buddy. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. He's Fritz and Salt. We'll see you.